takes more than copious amounts of deadline padding to be a great software engineer. This is episode 288 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. I'm your host, Dave Smith. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice show where we answer all of your non-technical questions about the technical field of software development. And this show will take four hours, I predict. (laughs) This 20-minute show will take four hours to record and we'll publish it in three months. (laughs) prepare to be delighted as we exceed the timelines i mean not exceed i mean yeah beat the timelines i don't know whatever it is that's right the estimates slash deadlines you want to thank our patrons absolutely big thank you to those that are contributing at a level where we shout out their names every week they are andrew pollock the yeet your job podcast avery sturzy ian walter arun duna koshakton ohio cameron hall ira chan monkey face emoji jonathan king testing is documenting.org fizzbuzz influencer ola rapofadi karen Svensson, will angel ragnar hardison nick hathaway travis anders dennis bogano Braden Keynes, john grant i bought winrar nick Cantar, philip john basile if you'd like to join these folks go over to softskills.audio and click the support us on patreon button and any amount that you contribute will get you access to our Slack community the first week of every month. And if you contribute enough, if you give us a large enough portion of your retirement funds, we will say your name or an emoji or any work-appropriate word of your choice on the air every week. Whatever you type into that Patreon box. Yeah, pretty much. It says here that Jameson is a poopy poo-poo pants contributed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> both my so i have a two-year-old and a six-year-old and they've both achieved the level of maturity that they can tell each other jokes about poo-poo pants and they both think it's hilarious nice so that's on my mind a lot because it's hilarious clearly <laughs> should i read our first question let's do it okay this is from an anonymous listener who says i am working at my first job as a software engineer for about two and a half years i really enjoy working as a programmer and i'm super excited about the tech industry in general However, sometimes I feel like I'm too excited about everything. I spend a lot of time reading blog posts, watching tutorials, or taking online courses. I think about what books to read and what languages to learn all the time. Not everything, but a big part of it happens during my working hours. While I know that loving to learn in general is considered a positive trait, I feel like I might be taking it a bit too far, and I should focus more on the actual tasks that I have, especially because I think my coworkers spend much less time keeping up to date with everything. What is a reasonable amount of time to spend on these things during working hours and beyond? How do I know I spend too much time not working on my actual tasks? How can I make sure I learn the right things that are useful to my career? Love the show and wish you the best. Thank you for your advice. You're welcome. We love the show too. We agree. (laughs) (laughs) We do love it. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder how much time this person spent away from work writing this question. (laughs) how obsessed with typing perfectly into the google form they got (laughs) i just before i before i read this question i just want to research how google forms works i'm going to spend a few days just reading about it and checking the chrome inspector on all these api requests that it makes how do you build remote sync and multiplayer and conflict resolution first i must understand before i can ask this question that's right (laughs) So I feel like I've seen very different behaviors by individual engineers about this. Yeah. And the only thing that the company cares about is, are you getting stuff done? Most of the time, for some definition of like enough stuff. That can be fuzzy and hard to nail down. But if you are seen as a productive member of the team who is contributing and getting stuff done, then I'm pretty sure that nobody will care that you're spending a bunch of time learning stuff. 
That's true. If you are not, then they'll suddenly care very much that you're spending a bunch of time at work learning stuff instead of doing stuff. Well, addendum to that, they, they might care if they find out that you're only using half your time to produce what you have produced, even if it seems like a lot. <laughs> so you're saying I could get twice as much output out of you for the same price? Yeah, stop all that learning stuff. Stop it. Yeah. Long term? What's that? Um, <laughs> there is, yeah, I mean, there's there's some argument that the company wants developers to learn and keep up with technology, but I don't think I've been anywhere that has a hard and fast and adhered to policy for it. Here is how much time developers get to learn stuff. I've been in places that said they had 20% time and it was kind of fuzzy and vague. It didn't really exist. I've been in places that just kind of looked the other way while some developers who had that personality type just did it on them, their own without any explicit encouragement or discouragement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I've never been somewhere where it was an agreed upon policy and, and everyone did the thing. Yeah, me neither. There's a lot. I will say in our industry, there's a lot of unspoken rules about time management, I think. Do you feel that way? I'm ready for you to speak then. I actually, maybe I should say it differently. It's not that there's unspoken rules. It's that there are no rules. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think teams who have leaders who say things like, you must spend no more than two hours per week on self-professional training and improvement. I think, you know, and X number of hours on bug fixes and X number of hours on writing documentation. I think those teams tend to fail because people are so different from one individual to the next on how they allocate their time for maximum productivity. That if you try to make rules, I think you end up with the least common denominator and bad things. Rules are bad. Yeah. yeah that's where I am. Rules are bad. <laughs> okay. Just, just whatever, man. <laughs> yeah. Do what feels right. So if I look at the question specifically, have you received any feedback that you are prioritizing incorrectly? Are things taking you longer because you're distracted by, by poking at stuff? Because that's a pretty, it's very hard to talk about this in abstract, but it could yeah. be easier to identify in practice. Oh, like me, question asker, appears to be taking too much time away from my job responsibilities of producing stuff to do my other responsibilities of learning stuff. Yeah. Yeah, obviously the business wants you to do stuff. And there's a cynical view where you say, stop learning how to do stuff. Just do the stuff you already know because right. that'll, <laughs> that'll give us more output. Right. You can learn stuff on your own time. That's not what we pay you for. And there are people who do that. They put in a full day of work where their work is applying the stuff that they already know. And then they're so excited about tech that they go home and learn new things. I feel like there's a continuum, though, where I, I pretty regularly, as an IC, encounter things I need to learn that are directly related or applicable to my job. So there's some framework and I need to like learn its weird API corners or something like that. Yeah. And that feels very clearly like a good use of time. But if I'm at work and I'm just thinking like, I wonder if I could port our web app to a Game Boy and then I just start <laughs> going down that rabbit hole, that would teach me a lot, but seems less directly connected to the work that I'm doing. So I, I guess I think what I'm circling in on is that if you are trying to learn stuff that feels pretty closely connected to your work, that's much easier to justify time for. If you're just kind of idly satisfying your your hobby of technical things or, or intellectual curiosity about how stuff works, then you probably have to think more about, am I getting enough stuff done that nobody's going to care that I'm looking at opcodes for the NES or something like that? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I feel like I have to walk on eggshells with this question 
because I do too. I, I'm trying so hard not to say like, you can't learn stuff at, yeah. at work. <laughs> that feels so bad. I know. I'm like, I <laughs> but love But you can't this only per- learn stuff at work too. You have to do work. I don't know. I, I don't know. When I'm okay. Two and a half years into the career here, I would say learn as much as you can until it starts to cause problems <laughs> at this <laughs> at this point in your career you're young i mean you're i don't mean to say young as in absolute age but you're early in your development career there is a lot to learn you should be soaking it up and trust me after 10 years you will stop learning <laughs> it'll come your brain don't worry. is full yeah you <laughs> It's not that you'll completely stop learning, but you'll stop having this excitement about just soaking up every piece of knowledge that you can get your hands on and thinking about what to learn next. That will stop. So I would say just enjoy it. Lean into it. Learn more. Do less at work. <laughs> and just see see what happens. You know, eventually someone will call you out on it, and then you'll know you've crossed the line. So back it off a little bit and, and get back to your nice productive balance. But I don't know. I'm just so excited for this person who's just, just so into this. I think if you can answer the question of how do you objectively measure productivity, then this becomes really easy to solve because all you have to do is like meet the objective measure of productivity and then whatever else you do should be not a problem. We, we hear people say that all the time of, of like, I've, I've heard this about work hours, especially it's whenever you want, as long as you get your stuff done. And then theoretically, if you can do your work in an hour a week, then that's how much you work. I've never seen that work out that way well i'm seeing it a lot more with the remote work situations than i have when we were in offices that's for sure (laughs) but yeah you're gonna have to pay attention to some fuzzy unclear signals to figure out is this enough stuff or not it is really valuable to have an explorer on an engineering team who's kind of bringing in new ideas and here's here's what's on the cutting edge in industry because not everyone is like that and and it's it's useful to have fresh insight or fresh, 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 cream fresh. That's not what it is. <laughs> I agree. Well, have we answered the question? I, I think maybe. I, I think we might want to throw a couple of caveats on here. And the first caveat I want to share is exemplified by a character on the internet named Tom Seven. He also goes by Sucker Pinch on YouTube. Tom He's Seven. So good. Oh, you oh, know Tom so Seven. So good. Tom Seven is the, probably the most underrated content on YouTube. As far as I can tell, he does the most wild stuff with computers, things you would never imagine doing, but you really have to, you have to be a software developer to appreciate it, or maybe an electrical engineer to appreciate what he has done. And so if that's the kind of stuff you're learning about and doing in your time at work, I would say, stop that. (laughs) Stop that right away. (laughs) The world only has room for one Tom (laughs) Seven. Although I will say, if you are doing that, please make a YouTube channel and share it with me immediately. But if that's the stuff you're doing at work, you know, where it's like, I wonder if, like you just said, when you said Game Boy, like run my web app on a Game Boy, I'm like, Tom Seven would do that. That's literally (laughs) who I was thinking of when I said that. (laughs) That's so awesome. Anyway, he would totally do that. And that's not something I would recommend using your work time to learn. Okay, we gotta, we gotta pitch or, or not pitch. There's a word I can't think of. Plug? Plug. That's the word. We have to plug at least one of his videos. Okay. He has one called Anagrams, but where you can break apart letters anagraphs. And it's how you figure out what words you can make out of a set of letters by chopping the letters up into little pieces and then rearranging them to form new letters. And he wrote a bunch of code to explore this. And it's kind of mind-blowing. I agree. All of his stuff is like that. It's it's mind-blowing. 
and like genius level of oh yeah oh yeah smarts required to do it but the thing that you're doing is like kind of a dumb joke yes even funnier because of how much work went into this dumb joke it's this kind of person who i'm i'm so glad that he's writing programs to make anagrams and run things on nintendo entertainment system devices instead of building doomsday devices because you know he could do it (laughs) yeah so I think uh, if you're on, he has one if, I haven't seen yet. If you're right. any, oh, oh he I does. Know what I'm doing after this. Oh, that's always yeah. a good day when you go visit his YouTube channel well, and you're like, I mean, it's oh. kind of old. But uppest case and lowest case letters. Oh yeah, I saw that one. It was a, it was a pretty good one. So it, as long as you're south of that on what you're studying and learning about, I think you're okay. Like if you're studying about the next generation of web frameworks or tools or linters or compilers or static analysis tools or all these things that you could use at work or maybe are using at work and you just want to know more about how they work, more power to you. If your web app runs on AWS or Azure and you're learning about the internals or the deep, like lower level functions of these things and understanding edge cases of your systems, more power to you. That's exactly the kind of stuff you want to be studying at work and it will make you better my favorite story from the Apollo moon mission program is a guy named Hank. I think his name was Hank Aaron. Let's see. No, that's a baseball player. John Aaron. Yeah, isn't... Okay. <laughs> his name was John Aaron. And I talk about John every once in a while. John Aaron, 19... let's see. He was still alive, born in 1943, worked on the Apollo mission. He was an electrical engineer and flight controller. And he was the kind of person who would dive into things when they were curious or mysteries, and he would just dig and dig and dig until he found out root cause and what happened. Well, anyway, he had noticed some weird behavior of some of the electronics on the Apollo, on the Saturn V rocket, actually. And one day, one of those rockets got struck by lightning on in its flight, on its way into the air, and he saw the same behavior that he had seen and stayed up, he had stayed up late to figure it out. And he's like, oh, I've seen this before. And he was able to say exactly what to do, flip the right switches and fall, fail back to the right circuits to save the, the mission and save the lives of those astronauts because he had done the legwork. He had been curious and learned and gotten to the bottom of mysteries. And so he knew what to do in the crisis. And so, you know, I think we should all be that kind of engineer where we just were obsessed with learning. We love it. And then eventually you'll get old and that will all stop. (laughs) Okay. I think, I feel like we started off saying like, maybe don't do too much learning. You can't have, can't have too much of that learning. But what you're saying is you got, you have to take advantage of it while you can, while you care. I think so. Not everyone loses all their, not everyone becomes old in their brain. People still like learning new stuff forever, but. Okay. Most people do become old in their brain. <laughs> they they're full. Yeah, they learned what they're gonna learn. Uh, that's called a fixed mindset, not a growth mindset. That's right. And that's the key to being a good cog in the machine, I guess. Our show notes are gonna be rich today. Mm-mm-mm. Should we read the next question? Yes, let's Actually, do it. Should I'll... you read the next question? I, I should, and I will. Okay. This comes from a listener named Sabra, who says, I landed a new job that nearly tripled my salary relative to the job I'm about to leave. Yes, I was horribly underpaid. The stories and tips from this podcast really helped me out. But I also landed this job through Hired.com, which is a sponsor of the show. Thanks, Hired. Any good tips regarding leaving a job when you know your boss will be furious that you're leaving? Also, should I tell my... (laughs) Also, should I tell my boss which company I'm going to when he asks, and he definitely will. 
<laughs> oh man. Congrats on tripling your salary. Boy, that doesn't happen every day. Hopefully not. I mean, if you start at like 0. 0.00001 <laughs> cents, then you can pull it off for a while. <laughs> Exponential functions are big. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Regarding leaving a job when you know your boss will be furious that you're leaving. Oh, let me just say, I'm completely unsurprised that the same boss who pays you so little that you can triple your salary. <laughs> one, one third of yeah. the, the market <laughs> one rate. One third of yeah. market rate is also furious when you're leaving. It's like, hmm. <laughs> Should I tell my boss which company I'm going to? I, I, Yeah, I mean, they're going to find out anyways if you put it anywhere public. I haven't found. I had one coworker leave and they were super cagey about where they were going. Yeah. And it was really weird. I was yeah. trying to figure out, was there some... Are they like doing something illegal? Are they breaking some non-compete or is it some super stealthy startup? No, it was they went to some publicly traded company. They just were weird about it. And yeah, I mean, I don't know what you get by not telling them. Maybe your boss is going to go beat up that company because they're so mad. <laughs> yeah. Your boss will be furious. I, okay. I, look, I, I can help you assuage your boss and tamp down these furious feelings. You could say, look, why are you mad? You saved so much money over the last three years employing me. <laughs> Think of all that money. You did great. Every day was a gift. <laughs> you could do it in a public place. Tell oh, yeah. them to meet you at a restaurant for dinner. Yeah, like a crowded restaurant with lots of people around. Yeah, like if you're going to break up with someone and you don't want them. <laughs> an awkward scene but then don't don't order anything just just break the news and walk away or leave them with the bill yeah if they start to say oh i can't believe how are we going to survive what are we going to do it's going to hurt this project you just go yeah it sounds rough and then you walk away sounds like that's your job to figure out so if if you are legitimately nervous about this interaction i could see that being concerning for folks if you feel like this is i just know this is going to be unpleasant you could just practice it a few times, right? Practice your your spiel. It can be pretty short and direct, and direct. And I feel like the more direct you are about it, the faster this will be over with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's true. And good news, it'll be a lot easier to have this conversation in subsequent jobs. Yeah, exactly. It's it gets really easier every time. For a boss to be <laughs> furious about you leaving. Oh yeah, this will set like a, a low watermark for human behavior, you know. And from here on out, it's just all better. But also, you'll be prepared emotionally because you'll be like, well, whatever they say, it won't be as bad as that guy. <laughs> yeah. I just, man, I don't know. Why are people like this? I don't know, but I want to be there. Like, I I love these stories because I, just think about this. That boss has no power over you. You are moving on to a new company. They don't control your paycheck. They don't make any decisions for you. And so you can just have like this, almost like take the, I do this a lot, take the attitude of a journalist like, I am a war correspondent, and my job is not to emotionally absorb all the tragedies that are happening around me, but just to write them down as an impartial observer. And just watch your boss's behavior and make careful notes about the mannerisms, the facial expressions, the weird tics on his face. Note when... <laughs> the hex color of the shade of, <laughs> of purple that their face turns. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you can recreate it in CSS later. Exactly. And then... And just, you know, just enjoy it. And then later, just just in the moment, you can cope with it by saying, oh, man, I can't wait to tell my friends about this guy. It's yeah, this will be, be a really great. good story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that will help you muscle through it. But anyway, that that's how I would handle it. it 
like that's how I would emotionally cope with it. Do you think it's okay to quit over email? Can you just send him an email saying, "Hey, I quit. Here's my resignation effective this date." Yeah, you know, I I wasn't even thinking about. I was assuming in person, but I mean, they're probably like going to come talk to you about it anyways. But that might get the initial breaking the news to them part out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Like set it up so that you can't talk to them for a few hours after you send the email. That 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 probably work. These days, frankly, it's all going to be over video anyway, right? Most likely. Yeah, probably. That makes it a little easier to cope with. What's the worst they can do to you over Zoom? Exactly. They can't even reach through the screen and choke you. Yeah. Yet. I mean, there's the metaverse. <laughs> we'll allow that. Yeah, until we get, we all get those full-body haptic suits. and They can actually be choked. <laughs> yeah, that, that allow people to be murdered through them. <laughs> Which obviously is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, the internet, you know what the internet's missing? The ability to directly cause physical harm instead right. of like indirectly cause physical harm. I don't know. Your boss will be furious that you're leaving. I'm trying to think of, of non-awful reasons your boss would be furious that you're leaving. And the only things I can think of are if are, are incompatible with you tripling your salary. Like if they just <laughs> bent over backwards to give you this cushy position or huge raise or something to make you much happier at the company, and then you turned around and left. But it sounds like they didn't because <laughs> your salary is going to go up quite a bit. Are you in a romantic relationship with someone they're related to? Oh, no. Why? I don't know. Are they going to like lose power over you or something? Worried that they're not going to be able to influence? Oh, I don't know. There's nothing there. <laughs> that was a shallow well, it turned out. <laughs> it was a shallow well. Yeah, I don't know. Just It'll be an awkward 10 minutes and then a good lifetime of looking back fondly on the time that you're glad that the spittle hit the camera instead of your face. <laughs> Have we answered this question? I think so. It's a tricky situation, but boy, would I love to hear about it afterwards if you wouldn't mind submitting another question. If you are in a state that doesn't require consent from both parties to record, then just sneak a little microphone in there. I know. I was thinking that too, but I didn't want to say it out loud, so I'm glad you did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll take the fall for that. Well, good luck. I hope you're wrong. I hope they don't get that furious. Yeah, me too. But at the same time, I secretly do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope if they do, you tell us about it. How about that? Yeah. What should people do if they want their own questions answered? Go to softskills.audio and click the Ask a Question button. Thank you so much to everyone who has done that. We love reading all your questions, and you are the lifeblood of this show. We will catch you next week.